Hello and welcome to It's Not That Simple with me, Edward Grant. This week's episode, I will be talking about my area of specialty, which was manual transmissions and shift quality. There's obviously a large move in general in the industry to move towards automatics, whether it be torque converters, uh, autos, the more traditional, favoured by the American companies, dual clutch transmissions, which especially have found a home in performance vehicles, not all, but most, especially the European ones, CVTs, very popular in Japan due to their favourable performance, especially at lower speeds and city driving, even automated manual transmissions um, are becoming more popular in places like India. Um, Now... The internet is full of a lot of people who will say they still love and prefer driving manuals. And especially in the US, there's a large contingent online who decry the demise of automatics and say, well, if you had them, we'd buy them, but nobody makes them anymore. And it's this vicious cycle. But ultimately, people who do make them, they sell about three, so they're disinclined to try next time and so gradually well not even that gradually but over the recent decade the US automatic mix based on sales and that includes things like Mustangs and other things I think it's in the 95 plus percent automatic mix in Europe it's a bit different I think it's about 60-40 in favour of manuals still but the balance is shifting towards 50-50 very quickly. But clearly there is a more entrenched preference to manuals. I mean, they're more suited to cheaper, smaller cars, which are more preferred in Europe and around the west, rest of the world when compared to the US, where you have big trucks a lot of the time, SUVs and so on. The column shift from the three on the tree... And those good old days has morphed into the column shifter on a lot of autos. And the market has shifted. But what I really wanted to focus on is the maybe to challenge the no automaker wants to make them. And that's why we don't have them. That's why people don't buy them. It differs from company to company. But if you go online and you look at shift assessment or gear shift assessment or something along those lines you'll find a few companies that make the equipment to test this and if you make this specialized equipment and it's not cheap um there's got to be a market for it and the only market is the automotive industry no small company is going to spend 50 to a hundred thousand dollars or seventy five thousand pounds to buy some equipment to measure something where they don't want to develop it. So this equipment typically measures, in simple terms, force and travel of the gear lever in three dimensions. So you fix the system into the car, you start recording data, and that's what I want to give a little overview, based on my experience, of how much detail goes into designing a manual transmission at least from my experience so 
you have this equipment, you affix it to the the gear shifter, and now you need to test everything about it. You need to test how far it moves, how much effort it takes to move, uh, how loose is it, how much free play is there, how much does it just move without doing anything. Um, and you need to do that ideally when it's standing still because that's easy to do and it's very repeatable, but you also need to measure how it performs. Now, there's different terms that get used. Shift integral, and for those who remember, the integral is sort of work done in terms of uh, force and time. So you can work out area under the curve is the work done so that you need to do a certain amount of work to change gear. Um, or shift impulse or shift effort. There's a lot of terms that get used by different companies. But this is the dynamic measure of how a transmission performs. So as a quick segue, or a quick sidestep rather, let's just revisit what manual transmission, how it works. So you have a clutch, and the clutch's purpose is to uh, disconnect the engine from the transmission, because while there's drive going through the transmission, you can't do anything. It's designed that way to try and, especially when the speeds are different and you're putting load through it, to try and protect everything. And just by general physics, to be honest. Um, so you put your foot on the clutch, it opens the clutch, it then separates the transmission from the engine. Then what you're effectively doing is, and you have to picture this, maybe get on Google, look at manual transmission internals, manual gearbox it got gearbox internals so you typically in the simplest sense have one shaft with all the gears on it that are fixed to that one shaft and on the other side you have gears that are loosely spinning on another shaft so all the gears are turning at the same time so what, what you effectively do when you change gear is you lock one of the loose gears to that other shaft now the thing that does that is a synchronizer and that's something you're never going to be able to explain to someone in a podcast so I won't try but the pre the basic idea is you can't change gear until everything's rotating at the same speed because there's too many forces, things are spinning too fast you'll just grind things together and it won't be a good experience for you so what you need to do is match the speed so you have a thing called a synchronizer that as you apply force it slows down or speeds up that loose gear to match the speed um, of the shaft it's on and that locks them together and now you can use that gear so getting back to it the dynamic measurement that we take you need to be driving in a controlled way it's an engineering test after all so pick a drive condition, you drive that condition, you perform a shift, you need to be repeatable because you need a lot of repeats of different force levels, different speeds of shift and so on, all the different shifts in the transmission and you need to capture that data of how it behaves when you're driving and how it behaves when it's standing still because that's the game that the engineer plays you've got to take as many different discrete data points so you can build it together to show the more complicated story of what's going on so 
you've measured your car, you take that data, now you need to process that data. And where I was working, we had a whole list of attributes. And those in simple terms were the static behavior. That means the shift travel, the um, the compliance, how soft it felt, um, how much looseness or free play there was. Then the the force profile of the transmission. So just as you move it from gear to gear while you're standing still, um, what sort of level of feel does it give you going through the gears? And then the dynamic element to under different conditions and hopefully from the quick explanation you can tell that at higher engine speeds the energy you need to try and bring the gear loose gear to match the speed of the shaft is higher so you need to do more work so you need to ensure that your transmission is physically capable of synchronizing at those high rpms so you need to measure and you need to collect all of that and that gives you a picture of what a transmission is capable of now i won't go into the mechanics of a transmission and how you control shift effort and how you control other elements but what i will focus on is that first bit the shift feel and how how it how a customer perceives it and how much effort can go into that so in simple terms you have a lever that you move it moves either rods or cables which move levers in a transmission which makes you change gear but that shifter if you make it out of metal it's very stiff if you make the most of it out of plastic it's less stiff if you have a mix of them you need to balance it so that if you make the lever out of steel but the base out of plastic that you're not overly flexing the plastic when you shift the design of the shifter itself and the lever will change how it feels because as you move and you push against things it depends what you're applying the force against so then also you have rubber isolators so when you mount the shifter to the vehicle it doesn't transmit any vibrations through the body to you those need to be tuned because if they're too soft you will feel the whole shifter flex slightly in the vehicle without you really performing any benefit or any imparting any input on the transmission then you have typically it's cables these days it used to be rods on just ball pins but they weren't the most comfortable or refined things so a lot of car companies will now have cables so it's a rubber isolator on each end of the cable and then a cable running from transmission to uh, leave shift lever. So you have those rubber parts that you need to manage. How soft do you make them? If you make them too soft, you start to move the lever, nothing happens. You feel disconnected from the transmission. But have them too stiff, any vibration coming from the engine or the powertrain will come through to your hand. Uh and that in itself is a big problem so you need to then find a balance there but you need to balance that with what's going on in the lever because if the lever is very stiff then you flex all the rubber in the in the cables if the cables are really stiff all you're now doing is flexing the the shift lever and the, the handset part of the system 
or at the other end, you're doing things to the transmission um, or not, as the case may be, when you think you are. And then at the other end, you have the transmission. So you have what what got referred to as the internal control, the levers, the whatever you want to call it. There's the shift forks. There's the other lever system to translate this forwards, backwards, left and right motion of at the lever into an input in the transmission to make the internals of the transmission pick the gear you want and push on the synchronizer to select that gear. So those need to be designed very well. And there's elements to them. There's the geometry to make sure that the right amount of motion at the lever makes uh, the transmission shift. So you need to manage that ratio. You may need to manage the package because if you have levers with those certain ratios, it means that your cables will have to go in a certain place. And the engine bay of a modern car is a very crowded area. So you need to manage that because... Going back to cables for a second, a cable is flexible, but as you'd find with a garden hose, if you flex a garden hose in a big loop, it's quite flexible, it's quite easy to do, but the tighter and tighter you pull it, the stiffer it feels. And that's what happens with shift cables. If you put large, lots of bends in, you create friction, and it doesn't shift as well. So you need to manage that and where the cables go, routing past fuel lines and electrical lines and other components. So going back to the transmission, you have the levers, then you have the contours. So typically there is a detent system, similar to, it's a ball on a ramp effectively. So that defines how it shifts when there's no synchronizing going on. Just, is there a peak? Does it settle into gear and doesn't move from that gear or when you're in neutral does it stay in neutral or can it wobble about a lot that is something you can control with the geometry of the contours within the transmission controls then you have the synchronizers themselves which define how well the transmission works so that lever cables transmission becomes a lot more complicated and all of those elements that I've just listed are things that based on the large amount of data that gets collected, you can tune and you can deliver a different thing, a different level of performance of a shift. So, especially in the team I used to work in, um, we had a real passion for manual transmissions and we really got into the detail of it. Maybe sometimes, and we acknowledged, maybe we care about this an, an order of magnitude more than a real customer would, or at least 95% of customers would. But that's the level of attention to detail that people have within automotive manufacturers. Some of it will get thrifted out in the business cases where things just don't make business sense, like doing a manual in the US. If you're going to sell five, but it takes, um, let's call it 10, 15 engineers a year or two to do all the testing and development work, that's a lot of money to sell three cars when you could just say, well, we've got the automatic and that sells 200,000 vehicles. So the same size of engineering team can deliver that many more vehicles. So when you divide that by the cars sold, it's a lot cheaper to do. But 
the effort is there the attention to detail is there and it's a very complicated thing to deliver just to touch on some examples of trade-offs that you face one of those i already mentioned the vibration element versus the directness the more precise and the more direct feeling you get the more likely there are other things that are going to be coming through to you like engine vibration or impacts or other um, excitations through the vehicle are going to come through to you so it's going to feel less refined the internal behavior of the transmission you will feel if you miss a shift or you haven't pressed fully down on the clutch and you grind that gear, you will feel it. There's no hiding it when you go direct. So you've got to balance that out. How direct you want it to feel versus how isolated you want it. And there's no easy answer to that because you can't go to one extreme or another. In some cases, you have to go a lot further to one side to deliver anywhere near a good balance. You also have costs. Um, of every element and sourcing and so on um, you need to balance you need to balance every part of the system so you can't have one part soft one part stiff one part heavy also the realities of working in an automotive company mean that while you can try and design to meet the requirements of at least the vast majority of people you also have to manage the brand identity and try and fit towards that whether you be sporty like BMW or relaxed and fitting with the easygoing nature of the French brands like Peugeot and Citroen you uh, you then also have the realities of corporate life that a senior manager director VP whatever level you have in your company decides they prefer a certain thing so whatever you've produced to them doesn't fit their wants and if they shout loud enough they say eventually can sway things sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse but that's the reality that the en what an engineer comes up with doesn't always make it through unscathed through the approval process and approval chain what i've also learned is different companies have different focuses so some companies only assess the static performance some only look purely at the effort of a shift dynamically so that means with the engine running the wheel spinning etc that gives you one picture but it maybe looks away from others also the the transmissions you tend to use so especially the u.s rear wheel drive muscle car families Things like the Tremec transmission that go into Shelby GT500s, they're, very, they're based on old transmissions from the 90s, so they haven't changed that much. But you can deliver a good shift performance, like the GT350 from Ford, or a very sloppy, loose feel that dynamically works. But from a static perspective, there's so much free play, slop, and sort of very loose feeling like you would in a... Dodge Challenger. So there are all these elements that go into it. And there's a lot of effort that goes into this um, field. And it's not for a lack of trying that people like me um, can't necessarily get manual transmissions in everything with the engines we want them to go with and in the vehicles we want them to go in. But 
we do our best and we try and meet the requirements of everyone that comes along and sometimes we get there and sometimes we don't but for all those who love those manual transmissions there is still a small family or fraternity of people within the industry who really care and really want to deliver while they still can and ultimately we're subject to the market so if electrification and autonomy is the future manual transmissions are not long for this world and they may be maybe uh, sent away to be the staple in developing markets and nothing more but I for one hope that that won't be the case and at least we'll have niche vehicles that still deliver that manual transmission um, experience and the general direct feel that is starting to be lost even in performance cars where electric calibration tricks and so on make the driver feel a lot better than he is or feel that he can drive a lot better than he can or she can for that matter um which somewhat diminishes the skill of driving and driving to me is not a right it is a skill and if you learn that skill you have the right to drive so one comes before the other and one is and it is not a a given so that's all i wanted to talk about this week i hope you found it a bit interesting i know it can be a bit hard to follow along in a podcast but hopefully somebody has learned something from that or piqued their interest and they want to know more you can get in touch through the website or at INTS underscore UK on Twitter um, please rate five stars leave a review on your favourite podcast provider and let me know what you think of this podcast if you want more technical input like this or more topical input like other podcasts that have come so far i've been edward grant i hope to talk to you very soon thanks